Yeah, it would be um, let the snow settle, whether it's, you know, going to the bathroom, <laughs> think about the snow and just breathe for a second and think, you know, there's a thing called stop, breathe and ask, you know, stop, breathe and ask yourself, what's one thing, you know, what, what, how do I want to feel instead? And what's one thing I can do now to um, take action on that? Because then you're building that trust, that muscle of trust in yourself and, and the success, you know, building your success. So what's one thing you can do to get the feeling you want? And it will absolutely bring you to a life you love waking up to. It's just uh, the experience of life will be unfolding the way you want it. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance Podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Hey, come on in. It's time for us to get started. It's time for us to get fired up, motivated. Get some inspiration, get some education. For when we know that when life comes and kicks us in the teeth, we know that life is worth living and we can push through it and have a better life. And then what happens after that? We help the next person ahead of us. We pay it for it. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about how uh, this uh, lady here, she got kind of overwhelmed in life, taking care of a husband, working 50, 60 hours a week, not to mention children. Okay. And since so she was all fed up, she's all, all wired up and, and anxiety hitting everything. She said she took her black bear and threw it across the car. That's when she realized things need to change. All right. So let's get all going here with uh, Stacy. Oh, you have to give me the last name again. Alpine. Alpine. There we go. And, uh, you know, she goes by the uh, journey fuel. All right, so Stacy, thank you for coming on and sharing. I tell people sharing your valuable time because we know the time is valuable. And thank you for coming in and sharing with us and and getting us all all fired up, motivated, ready to know that uh, we can do something in life no matter what happens. Absolutely. All right. I provide the platform. You take off and do your thing. Sounds good to me. So now I'm just yeah, sharing. I say, go ahead, go. <laughs> like, all right, let's do this. Um, yeah. So first, I just really appreciate the opportunity. You know, this one of the things I've heard in the past is, you know, time is the most precious gift we can give because it's the one thing we can never get back. And so, I always want to make sure that I'm um, respectful of other people's time and hoping to bring bring value. And being able to do that with you is so exciting. So in terms of perseverance, you know, we all have our own version and um, I'm a hundred percent believer in sharing what each of us goes through because we're all at different stages in our lives, no matter where it is. You know, one thing can hit a heartstring and, and change everything. And, you know, even if it's a quote that we hear at the right time that we've heard a hundred times, And, you know, we hear it at the right time. And one of them for me was life is to um, be enjoyed, not endured. And at the time, the word endure really just kind of hit me in the gut and the heart of I was totally enduring life. Like I was waiting, 
you know, to, to find out, is this purgatory? What did I do that <laughs> I just haven't figured out that I just keep getting put here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you hit on it before. Um, I just remembered I was 46. I thought I was 44 up until someone told me differently <laughs> last oh, no. month. Tim was supposed to tell you 42, not 46. Yeah, right. Well, somebody said, just I was on another podcast uh, interview, actually, a little earlier, and they said, yeah, anytime in COVID, it's that we've found that whatever age you think you are or wherever you're at, add two years, and that's where we really are. So we forget all the celebrations in between that we forgot to do or didn't get to do to remind us <laughs> of where we are. So, you know, where where the value of the story I'm I'm hoping to provide here is that um, to, to use our feelings to guide our journeys and that when we do that, it's not as hard as we make it out to be to find our direction in life. You know, um, I've found that over the course of my life paths, you know, I went from um, going, I, mean, I was in consulting for 20 years. I worked for big companies like Ernst & Young and PricewaterhouseCoopers and Bearing Point that's now Deloitte, you know, all the those names out there that are global 200,000 person organizations making a difference. And um, Ernst & Young's um, tagline, I guess, was building a better working world. So, you know, even if you think about it as a big company, you really think about what's the difference that you're here to make no matter where you're at. And so that's what I loved about consulting was it was all about helping organizations get more value to what, you know, what what projects that they were trying to deliver, business process improvement and change management. Those were my key focus areas. And all that means is that if they wanted to do something that they couldn't do on their own, they bring in a project manager to help guide the way to the outcome that they were looking for. Business process improvement. I think we've all been in a place where, you know, things could be smoother. <laughs> Having to go through things that seem unnecessary or just constant frustration. How do you take the friction out of the process to get to the outcome faster? And change management is really there's always change that goes into anything that's new or different, um, or just every day, you know, we're, we're having to be flexible and make change, but change management in the consulting world is when you have a big project, when you have to get all these people on board in order to make the change, like whether it's 250,000 people or a single person, change requires the same process. So in consulting, it's how to get people to take action is really all it is. And guiding that action into a path that you that is required to get the outcome that you want. So when I was thinking about for all those years in consulting, all these tools and techniques that it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's, you know, I helped a two-star general help her um, colonels across the Northern region be able to figure out how to, how to achieve their goals, like reduce the suicide rate, you know, pretty heavy, heavy things too. Same, same exact process and framework to how to install a new system to manage a billion dollars, you know, it's like very different ends of the spectrum, but it's all the same framework, all the same steps that are, you know, we like to say rinse and repeat, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. leverage, <laughs> we like to say all those consulting words, right? But it's, it's how, how change um, is achieved is really a process. 
And um, so when we go through that process of, well, you have to know what change you want to make. And we know that uh, we sometimes if all we know is we just don't want what we run, want right now, that mm-hmm. doesn't really help get to an outcome. It doesn't give you direction. So if it's we know we don't want what we have right now, well, why? What is the feeling that it's giving us that we don't want? And what about that? Do Would we want to feel instead? And by knowing what we want to feel instead, we're acknowledging where we are. Because having an awareness is, is, you know, in consulting and change management, that is the first step. If you skip that, all the other stuff doesn't sink in and it certainly doesn't stick. So that awareness is really important. But then the next piece is to build desire. So to go from awareness to desire is the next piece of change management. So to build the desire, it's where do you want to go instead? But, and, and a lot of times that can stump people. You know, that did for me. For a long time, and it took me a decade to get out of a life that I would not love waking up to, and um, for all kinds of reasons. And um, you know, it's it's not knowing what else. What I know, I don't want this, but I don't know what I want instead. And so, if you take out what I want instead, instead I want how I want to feel instead. I mean, if you really just think about that, it's a total paradigm shift in how to approach something. It makes, it makes me think about um, the way you're talking here is uh, how do you know where you're going to go if you have no idea right. where you're going to get, you know, yes. get to. And so, you know, how you how you know where to stop at if you have no idea where it's, you're going Exactly. To. So you got to have exactly. a little plan involved with it. Yeah. And even it's a matter of, you know, even in the, the term plan too. some people that freaks them out. So even though a plan is important, it's like, how do you change the language around it so that you don't have the feeling you have against a plan? You know, yeah, it's like, well, a plan, a plan, a plan is there as a guideline for us. Totally. Uh, but the, what freaks a lot of people out, I would think, would be that the uncertainty yes. of what this plan has in the future. You know, for sure. I want this, but how am I about to get this? And 100%. what if something blocks my way? What do I do? So a lot of people, it's the uncertainty. It is, absolutely. And, you know, the program that's my foundation program that all of the people that I work with, all my journeyers of Journey Fuel, um, my love and lifers, um, is that's the foundation of the two and a half day program where the three days are the first one's clarity, the second day certainty, and then the last day is activation. So until we can get clarity, you know, I, I relate it to like a snow globe. You know, every, every, when you see a snow globe, it's like this crazy thing, like all this stuff, and it's just so chaotic. But then if we can just stop and, you know, let the snow settle, mm-hmm. it's a very different experience. And sometimes we just need to get it to slow down to get to a place where we can start to get the clarity. And to get clarity, you know, we could spin on the conversation with ourselves all the time. Well, I don't know what I want. And I don't know what the uncertainty is. I don't know. But instead, it's like, well... What do I want to feel? And then it's what are some things I can do to get that feeling? And then it starts to become clear. It starts to give you direction other than just I don't know what I want. Well, you don't have to know what you want. It's how do you want to feel? Because in the end, you know, life is just an experience of feelings. I once heard heard it before that the life is like a box of chocolates. I forgot who said that, but uh, uh, no, Forrest Gump. Yeah, right, big old Forrest. That's right. I'm just yeah. trying to put a little humor in there with you. 
Well, for sure. And it really, you know, and it, it comes I like back. your snow globe uh, metaphor using that because, again, when you shake it up, it's just a, um, a snow blizzard all oh, over the yeah. place. You can't see a foot in front of you. But once yep. you let everything start settling down, start mm-hmm. calming down in yourself, then yeah. you have more of a visualization what you want to do and what yeah. you want. Yeah. So a lot of times it's already in there. We're just so spun up. And the more questions we ask ourselves, sometimes it can just keep that snow, you know, going. And so what the things that I uh, focus on with my um, programs is really around, well, how can you get that to stop? Because when I was building Journey Fuel, um, the, the where I went was so a decade ago when I had the Blackberry moment, and I knew something had to change. Um, I really just focused on, okay, well, I've been doing, I've been this personal development nerd for so long. Why am I not getting it different? Like what I know what to do ish, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. but so I'm not doing it. So what's the deal? So then I started looking at consulting and this and the skills that I was using with my clients. I'm like, well, maybe I'll just pretend I'm a client and I'll do those things. And so I started applying these frameworks that are absolutely you know, applicable to any different type of a scenario, coupled that with all the things that we learn and all these personal value and cool podcasts like yours, right? Is, um, is all right. How- you said cool, people. She says, cool. I got a cool one. All right. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's how to not be happy and being in a place like this. So, right. You know, like bringing up people's energy. And so, the good kind of energy, <laughs> um, the productive kind of energy. But so, it's like, so, so it's all about how do you put those things together to make progress? And then how do you take all the stress language out? So all the boring out. So instead of goals, it's destinations. Instead of, you know, measures, it's a dashboard. Instead of strategy, it's a map, you know, and it shifts the brain. It's like hearing the right quote at the right time. Like if you're just thinking about goals and strategy, and let's do a vision and and it could just start to be like, but I've done that a hundred times. And, and in fact, I kind of hate that. I just did a program this last weekend, Walk the Talk weekend. And what I love is every time I do one, the people that are there, my Walk the Talk weekenders, I leave it up to them sometimes if, you know, I'm, here's what I call it. But if there's something else that resonates more or brings you more um, like a magnetism to it versus like a should, because the goal is to take all the shoulds out. So if it feels like a should. Well, it's an, an understanding, yeah. Uh, a, a more believing system with it. Uh, yeah. It's just interchanging the terms that, that keeps them interested. Yeah. Exactly. Because the power of language, I mean, it really does can change everything, hearing the right word you know, or the wrong word for mm-hmm. us. And so what he said was like values was really kind of turning them off. Because what we do is we come up with what are our core seven values and so um, he's like, but, but when you said values, I just sort of got kind of turned off. And so I was like, well, what about treasures? And that just like now it's become a treasure map for him. And mm-hmm. it totally turned him back on. And now the other people in the program were like, yeah, I'm going to call mine treasures, too. And I'm going to call mine treasures, too. You know, I changed the term to do list to playlist. I don't use to do list. Um, it's a should, you know, mm-hmm. so. So it's that it's that same thing. Like if you're feeling um, turned off or if you're feeling overwhelmed, how do you want to feel instead? Well, I want to feel like this. Well, what could I do that could get me closer to that feeling? And that's really all it is. Because feelings, it, by doing it by feelings, a lot of times we like freak out about feelings. Even you know, we're not necessarily trained to 
follow our feelings, at least not in our generation. Maybe mm-hmm. millennials are more yeah, all about uh, that. But yeah, they're, um, they're on the sleeves a little too much for me. <laughs> right? It's like, let's just be what we want to be in life and never mind the rest. And uh, we weren't all raised that way, some of us. But um, Hey, I hear you hear your cat. Oh, yeah, that's Jack. His full name is Captain Jack Myers Sparrow McAlpine. <laughs> but he goes by Jack. I say cat. Now, I know what a dog sounds like. I'm just right. Yeah, it's so. not like a little dog. So. Captain Jack. There you go. I like it. Yeah, Captain Jack. Okay. Um, so, and, and, and yeah, go back to the to-do list. Yeah, a lot yeah. of people, when they hear, uh, I got a to-do list or a uh, honey-do list, uh-huh. They're thinking, oh, great, I got to go do all this. And yeah. oh, well, yeah. But yeah, when you change the terminology, uh, yeah. to what you say you change it to? Playlist. Playlist, that's right. Yeah. And so now we get to go play and go do things. Yeah. And so, yeah, the, yeah just the change the terminology can totally. change the attitude as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like all the things you're doing, right? Like putting a cape on the handicap symbol. It changes everything. My dad was Superman look. So yeah, I know. I know the struggles of um, shifting the level of mobility and things in life. And my dad went through that. He went from um, walking to falling down and needing a cane to needing a manual to needing an electric wheelchair, and then you know having to have. Oh, I got to stop you there. Now I got a quick story. I learned uh-huh. this a long time ago, and I'm just going to, I'm just educating you here now, uh-huh. Stacy. One day I saw this guy, guy in a uh, electric chair, and uh-huh. he had actually a CD player hooked to it, and these big speakers took to it. And I mean, he was thumping pretty good. And uh-huh. I, go, I go up to this guy and said, Man, I said, Man, I love your electric chair. And all of a sudden he says to me, I'm not a criminal. I said, huh? He said, he said, I'm not a criminal. He said, uh, I said, well, I didn't say you're a criminal. We said I'm in an electric chair. We, yeah, it runs off the electricity. He goes, oh, now this is called a power chair. I said, wow. Oh, excuse me, man. Right. You know, but there you go. Here you are changing the terminology from electric chair, meaning criminals get electrocuted, yeah. put to death. And he didn't want yeah. to be known as in a electric chair, the possibility that. of death, and he turned it to it's a power chair. I love that. So. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. It's like um, I work military health was one of my clients, and like I mentioned, you know, working with some pretty amazing human beings and mm-hmm. a whole level of respect for our military. Yeah, and these military people health. come back, come back mangled, missing limbs, yeah. blind, and yeah. uh, you know, head trauma. Man, oh, yeah. the, Burns. For for us, they go out and sacrifice their lives for you and me to be able to do what we're doing. Yeah, and it's easy to keep that out of consciousness. And when I was working there, uh, or I had the opportunity to be there, one of the places that I went was Walter Reed uh, before they closed down. I know that was mm-hmm. in the news, but you know the news likes to talk about how bad things are. There are always things that can be better. But oh yeah, really I, I, I limit myself very limit myself to the news. Uh, I need to know what's going on in my part of the world. I don't need to know everybody else's business. Yeah. And, uh, I, yeah. don't know if it's, I need to know if it's raining out there or if there's a murderer on the loose uh, in my right. Other than that, I don't care to know anything. Yeah, exactly. If it's important, somebody will tell me. <laughs> but, well, and, you know, there's always things that, I mean, I am very um, uh, passionate about 
the care for our military too, you know, so mm-hmm. there's always things. Mm-hmm. So, but at the same time, the people that are caring are uh, pretty amazing human beings. And being at Walter Reed, a lot of the uh, military treatment facilities have special focus areas, specialty areas, like in San Antonio, it's the burn center. Um, in Walter Reed, it was for amputees. And mm-hmm. so I walked through the lobby to go get to where I was at and, you know, people that are smiling and, and saying hi and they have no legs. Um, yeah. You know, another guy I saw had one arm. That's it. He didn't have enough, didn't have two and he had no legs and he was in the lobby and he was alive and, and everybody's on their own timeline on that journey. And that's, I learned so much being there because I asked a lot of questions about, you know, what's the right way to approach and say thank you? Or is that like everybody's in their own version of their story or journey mm-hmm. around it? And not everybody wants to hear that. <laughs> Some people are oh, just yeah. Kidding, oh, yeah. You know, the different stages. And so it's just more, you know, thanking them for their service or whatnot. But the bottom line is, is that there are different ways that, um, people come to terms with that or can live like with putting the cape or calling it, you know, um, a power chair. It, and a lot of that around some of the injuries and things that the, the um, rehabilitation and things that, that our military goes through. It's also about the family too. I just want to put that out there. Oh yes. Um, a lot that, of that, That's where I talk to people about this. I mean, it's not, uh, I know you say family and I say family as well, but, uh, I, I push it a little further as having a you know support system. Yeah. You got your friend that's going to be here that you've had for 20 years that's going to be with you, or you're going to meet this one friend that's going to be your life for one week, and then mm-hmm. they're out of here, but they were just so huge in your life that week you can't oh, forget yeah. them. So it's just yeah. Uh, yeah, so when we say family, I, I, I extend it to your support system. For sure. And, you know, I learned that when one of the things that I supported when I was um, working with PricewaterhouseCoopers is we helped the Department of Defense. Here's a big mouthful. Stand up. There you go. Defense Center of Excellence Psychological Health and Traumatic Brain Injury. So it was the Um, And it was all about how to better serve and help create resilience within the military for people so that they can overcome and, and prevent some of that stuff. They were doing some cool stuff like partnering with the NFL for improving helmets and you know, once there is, a, you know, a, um, a result where it needs to, what what's causing it, some of the cool things they would do. But one of the things, a lot of it was about how to communicate. And um, a big piece was it was very much stressed that it's not just about our um, military. It's about military families and the community, mm-hmm. because when people come back with injury, the family is very much involved or the community is very much, you know, that people are different now, you know, they're, they're different than when they went out to theater, you know, they come back home and they have things that changes their personalities or, you know, families have a big role in that. So that's just something, you know, to put out there too is. Well, and it's not that they come back mangled or uh, disabled, whatever. It's what they visualize and saw that we would never see that that affects them uh, afterwards sure. and uh it's amazing how we're all different and it's amazing how it, it affects each and every one of us some of us we see it and we're able to block and get away and then mm-hmm. there's others that see it and then that's it the rest of their life you know so it's uh, for yeah. that as well so it's not just coming back mangled and disabled oh, and for sure. blind and amputated and whatever yep. 
it's yeah, it's man. Yeah, uh, I, I think that would be that'd be just that, yeah, that'd be just as hard just seeing yeah. things from there. For yeah. sure. Yeah, there was this really cool thing um, at, that they did at another big long word center of excellence <laughs> mm-hmm. for that was funded by um, uh, someone in the normal world. <laughs> normal is not the right word, but in the non-government world, it was a, a philanthropist funded this center called the National Intrepid Center of Excellence. And it was all about uh, the process for identifying triggers. And this is very relevant here because it's the Mm -hmm. same thing. It's what's triggering some of the reactions around um, PTSD and, Mm -hmm. you know, those kinds of things. And so this was, it was uh, an aura where they would do, put them through 10 stages and like one room, they would fire a gun. Another room, they would show different things, like an, an experience to, to try and find out what the trigger is and mm-hmm. where this is going with the relevance is we all have these. It's like, how do you identify them, which goes back to awareness. But what they had was one of uh, two in the world. I forget what it was called. There was only two of these in the world, but it was like a big IMAX, you know, when, when it used to be like that big, you know, where it looks like your peripheral, like you're in the environment. Uh-huh. And they had this little disc in the middle of this room and they would put you in a, like a sling and put you in the middle of this thing where they could completely manage the gravity of it. And so they could put you in different situations and it would feel like you're skiing or sort of like the, whatever those things are called, the Oculus or, you know, virtual realities, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. all the movement that goes with it. So it's literally like you're there and they would change the environment and, try and see what the trigger was. Cause especially, you know, PTSD, sometimes we have no idea. We just know that something's off. And so it's the same thing where you can apply it to all of us uh, where, and just the opportunity that that happened to be my client that I got to work with and gain all of this knowledge and awareness is so such a gift in and of itself. But it's like, it also teaches all of us regardless of whether we have PTSD or just an experience and like changing language from values to treasures or to-do list to playlist or, you know, journey map from strategy and what, and that would come from yourself. You know, I just was talking to someone who's been through a program. And she said, one of the things I really love about your program is it's about creating it so that it's, it's working for each individual. It's not just mm-hmm. this blanket thing and it's teaching how to create that for themselves. So I can't come up with those words for you. It has to come from within and that goes back to feelings. So in terms of being able to do something um, and come away with this, even right this second, having the opportunity to know that you can tap into something as simple as a feeling of what you're feeling now and what can I do instead? And if you don't know the answer, you know, um, what feeling do I want to have instead? Then you could say, what are three things that could get me closer to knowing my path? Because there's always at least three ways to get somewhere. So it's that kind of thing where no matter where you are, changing the environment, like what they did with that, whatever that thing's called, I call it a gravitron, but that's not what it is. It's something cooler. And um, and they could even put people in there with no legs. I was just thinking the Matrix. Yeah, right? Like they could put you in there with no matter what, like and you could yeah. still 
feel the so it's like changing your environment or or you know putting a, po a potted plant on your desk for people who are really into nature mm -hmm. going outside whatever it is like knowing the feeling that you want to have is giving you direction it gives you a way forward without having to know the answers because mm -hmm. sometimes we feel like we have to all these answers and so that's really what my well I, I can see you were point you uh listening a minute ago where you said that um, what was you feeling? What would you want it to be or whatnot? And they didn't know, but they do know, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Yeah. And and then you trying to explore what other areas would be your interest that would give you yeah. this different experience, this different feeling. So. Yeah. Because that's all like this. I mean, when we think about it, the stuff that we want or the things we want to do are only to give us a feeling. Or what's the point, right? Like if we mm -hmm. just had money but had no reaction to it, it's like there is a reaction. There is something that money is giving us a feeling about or whatever it is. So if we don't know what the we want, it is we know that we want a feeling and can work backwards to get to what we want or mm -hmm. explore it even, you know, if we mm -hmm. don't know. Because that, that's what kept me in my career of while I loved the impact that I was making, the culture and um, – amount of work and uh, stress that went along with that was really impacting my ability to have an enjoyable life. Yet it took me another decade to get out, but I was applying the things that I can now. The Blackberry infamous swinging in the yes. car. Now right? from the, from the, um, from the emotions and the feelings of throwing that Blackberry in the car. Yeah. Is that yeah. what, birth the journal fuel with journey fuel well you know that was that was way before it was okay. i was realizing that you know that was 10 years before i got to where i am now for being able to share the process and being able to get um move on from mm -hmm. where i was to be able to focus on this but it's when i threw that blackberry that was so not me and I, it was because i couldn't find a parking spot there you go. And I was like, wow. And then I would even just drive around with my kids and I, and I couldn't find a parking spot again, this parking spot um, where I was trying to find this post office and I couldn't, and I was so pissed. I was like, you're going to need to tell your teachers at school that your mommy went to a mental institution because she couldn't uh, find a parking spot at the post office. I mean, mm -hmm. it was little things. Oh that, man. Don't let the postal service know you were having this right? thing. Maybe Wait. that's what it is, you know, yeah. it's like two nights of parking. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it sometimes having a moment like that has to, to wake us up. It goes back to awareness and just, you know, just without getting boring, the change management framework that I've uh, rejiggered. So people don't really realize that they're going through it, which is the whole point is you don't want to mm -hmm. feel like you're in a process, but it's called ADCAR and it's, um, stands for awareness, desire, knowledge, ability, and reinforcement. But it's absolutely, you know, linear. There is no, you know, to get real change that's going to be lasting and, and enjoyable, it starts with awareness, but then desire, you can't build desire without awareness. And so a lot of times we'll just feel like we want to change, so we go get knowledge, but we missed awareness. So now we're going to be in knowledge without 
some of the things that we would have done had we followed the process. So we like to go learn and go to these seminars and spend all this money and then get mad or frustrated or upset that we're not changing. And it's just because we missed a step, you know, because the way it works in human behavior and part of the change management methodology is that humans will go back to what's familiar um, unless there's like a real understanding of what it is that what the reason is and then how to build a desire strong enough to know that that's important. Otherwise, we're not going to absorb the knowledge when we're hearing it in the same fashion. So we might be showing up thinking we're learning stuff and maybe we are, but there's stuff we're missing that we're just not absorbing because we're, we missed a step. So that's where, you know, knowledge and then just having knowledge is not going to get you the results. It's the ability to apply the knowledge. And that's another piece that's usually, well, has oftentimes been missing that I found where my calling comes in with journey fuel is the ability to apply the knowledge. You know, it's just because you know something new, it's new. So how do you learn how to change your whole life and have the ability to apply it? If you haven't, you know, really gotten some of the coaching or the, the, even the guidance and tools that you can still apply to yourself and play with and train your bodies and muscles and thoughts, but it's having the tools to create the ability. And then the reinforcement is really important. That's where the fuel part comes in. So a journey is, you know, the life, life's a journey. Life's greatest tragedy is having not enjoyed the trip. And that's the best BMW ad ever. <laughs> that's where I got that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, we think of journey as like this big thing. But you can even make each day its very own journey. Um, And for me, little things like that are actually really big life-altering things because I feel like if I can take this and just turn it into what am I going to do today to enjoy my journey? And you think about journeys of fun things. You know, what is it that I want to see? Where do I want to go? What do I want to do? And how to have a playlist, like an itinerary instead of a, um, you know, a plan. You know, all these little things that make it enjoyable. But the fuel is we need to keep that going, that reinforcement that keep, you know, we're going to burn out. We don't have fuel. So it's how do you have all of those pieces in the right order so that you can really live a life you love waking up to, which is the entire uh, mission of of Journey Fuel. So that's where that came from. And uh, I've been really blessed to be able to focus on this now as where um, high vision funding, I call it versus an income uh, to be able to live the life that I love waking up to, which as a result of that is creating a ripple effect that enables other people to do the same. So that's the beauty of it. And just, you know, for everyone listening, it's if you had a life you love waking up to, what would that feel like? And, you know, instead of feeling like this when you get out of bed in the morning, you know, what what do you want to feel instead? And what's one thing you can do that can at least get you closer to that? Even if it's, oh, well, I don't know. Well, what's one thing you can do to learn to know? You know, who can I go talk to? What can I read? What can I listen to? You know, Professor of Perseverance, for sure. Amen, um, sister. Throw it out there. Huh? I said, amen, sister, put it out there. Yeah, right? I mean, it's the professor of perseverance. You know, it's all these little things that you can you can draw upon on our journeys of, well, what is it that our resources we can have available that we may not be thinking about? And it could be something that's totally accessible to us that we just haven't, you know, let the snow settle to think, okay, wait, 
oh, I have that. And oh, I know that the professor of perseverance is totally going to be able to boost me up. And from that, I can learn stuff. Or, you know, even if you're not ready for that, let's say, you know, okay, well, yeah, that sounds like a should to me right now, even just because of my mind state, like to go learn sounds like a should. Well, okay, what doesn't feel like a should? You know, it's like, I, I did this one thing with um uh, someone the other day where it's like, oh yeah, we should go to the gym. And it's like, eh, well, why? Because I want to feel like this. Okay, well, now I know the feeling, but I still don't want to go. <laughs> so what can I do? What do I have the capacity to do right now? And so it's, well, you know, as a woman, uh, going and getting that cute sports bra, you know, I'll go get, that'll be That's my- easy for you to say. Right. That'll be my fresh little harder and takes a little more effort. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, if I buy that today is my action. And then the next day I'm going to get the pants. And then the next day I'm going to get the amazing shoes. And then pretty soon by the fourth day, you've got this cute outfit that you just can't wait to wear and go to the gym. So it's how do you build doing something you want to do to get to the next piece so it doesn't feel like a should. So if something's feeling like a should, like I should do that or it's a to do. How do you turn it into something that would go on a playlist that would be more interesting or fun or enjoyable and using Let's make it enjoyable, productive? Yeah. Or whatever feeling that you yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so knowing the feeling. Can I'm thinking be- of a lot of this as you're talking. I'm thinking of a lot of this as a jigsaw puzzle, grabbing totally. the right pieces and putting them together. You can't put this piece in until you get this piece in. And, right. uh, you know, going from there and, and um, not that you have to go ABC in order. You can bounce around, but it's probably yeah. more productive to go in a certain pattern uh, from yeah. this. So, yeah. And having awareness of looking at the cover of the box, of the puzzle, you know, without that, it's like, what? Or, you know, starting on the edge pieces. So, you know, where the next pieces and then it's just so rewarding when something fits, you know, but it's, you know, this doesn't fit. Well, OK, which pieces you know, would, would I want to try. And so mm-hmm. you can use all these analogies for yourself um, to be empowering. You know, that's the other thing too, is when I was going through my divorce, um, which I like, I'm very happy that I did that. <laughs> it was not a sad thing. It's a liberating thing mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'll save for another day, but maybe you can bring me back on. <laughs> but you can do that. Right. It's all about, like I, it took so much for me to get the courage and the um, willpower to even say that I wanted this divorce, all the stuff that happened afterwards that keeping that going for myself, for me, I just thought, okay, what can I do that'll help give me strength? And I remember when I was pregnant, they would say, Oh, you know, when you're going to have those contractions, you just think of where you want to be. And I'm like, screw that. I'm not going to think about the beach. <laughs> I feel like my insides are ripping off. Yeah, so different yeah. then. That's but, what you say. That's what a man would say. <laughs> or I don't even know who would say it. Yeah. But anyone who does, it was sometimes it works for people, right? But it was for, and then I thought, well, okay, well, maybe I could play it in a different way. And this way it was like, okay, well, I, I'm a big water person. In the ocean, you know, like Moana, I just feel like called to the water. And when I'm there, I'm at a different centering point. And I just mm-hmm. thought about it like, okay, I'm feeling like I'm in that um, undertow. You know, you've been in the water trying to get to shore, but it just starts pulling you back. Like, And, you know, the more time that you're in that pull, like, it gets stronger and stronger. And you have a choice of 
just going with the current and going off to God knows how far away, like speaking to Tom Hanks, you know, cast away. (laughs) You know, if you let yourself go, like you're going to go further back than you started from. Right. And then if I keep going, um, do I have the strength to do that? And then what, what if I don't? And I thought, well, you know, I had gotten to where I was at least touching sand with my feet, you know, I'd gone so far and, but that pull was still there. And I was almost, you know, you could feel almost breaking out of that knowing that you're almost there, but like, now it hits your ankles and starts to really pull you back. And so it's like, okay, well, if I let myself go, I don't know that I'll ever have the strength to come back. I don't know if, now that I know how hard it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you get, you wear, it's like, well, well, do I want that to happen? No. So if you just stop and let it pass, you know, you can let the, you at least stay where you're at for a second versus losing and letting go. Just, okay, I'm going to stand here until I let that pass and then I'll start walking again. And pretty soon you're like, well, I'm not in the sand. But for me, every time it would get super hard, I would really imagine feeling that undertow. And am I willing to, do I really want to feel like I did before knowing that I am so close to freedom if I just, you know, keep going yeah. and know my why so well i'm glad that you uh well that's one of my next videos i've done uh, to tell myself is uh escape from your own Alca- uh, alcatraz yeah and for uh, sure. doing a uh for mental mental uh yeah you're trapped in your own mental state in your yeah. own eight inch cell mm-hmm. and so you're you so it's good that you finally was able to again escape from your own alcatraz uh, mm-hmm. from there so all right yeah. man stacy you have thrown a lot at us at us here. <laughs> and uh, it's been fun and i would love to have you back in you wouldn't be the first person i've had two or three times uh because we have a lot to talk about and yeah so, uh, sure i, I would mind that. That, and that way we can get your uh programs uh pushed out a little even more so yeah uh, we'll take a minute here that. let's go ahead and uh your social media website uh programs mm-hmm. that you want to push out to uh for people yeah, so walkthetalkweekend.com. So, you know, walk in the talk weekend, walk, walkthetalkweekend.com. And that is where you can always go to get to my foundation program that I was saying that, you know, when you go through that, that really sets the stage for getting to where now you're getting the ability to be able to get to the next step. And that you can always go there. I just had the last one. So when you go to the website, just um, put in, um, pop or <laughs> professor of perseverance or whatever you want to put podcast. Um, cause I want to gift you, your, your audience, the, this program, it's an $897 program, but I, I'm so passionate about keeping it accessible to people. You know, this is one of those where I want to gift you, you and your audience, everybody listening, the opportunity to go to that at no cost. We'll, we'll make it easy and keep it pop P O P. Yeah. Yes. And so when you sign up, all you got to do is put your name and where you heard about it, just put pop and then we'll get you enrolled. And you can also bring somebody with you at no cost. So, so a twofer. And thank you that for the listeners. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I encourage, uh, you know, any step that you can take is empowerment and tr- building trust in yourself. So even just going to the website, is an action you can take right now. And just to, to see about it, if somebody's going to give you a gift of living a life you love waking up to, why wouldn't you, uh, you know, take this that out? This would be a great opportunity for someone to bring their friend they know needs yeah. help that they've been neglecting and, and not doing themselves. 
this would be yeah. a great opportunity to say, hey, I got something for both of us to do. Yeah. And, and go through the program with, with them. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, it's like what we were talking about in the beginning is the support and the community. And sometimes if it's not for you and you know someone else, it could be that one thing. And, and even it's the act of sharing it that they know you care, whatever it is, right? So there's always mm-hmm. that. And that's the easiest way that 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 site is always up. So even if I don't have a date published, you can definitely enroll and I'll be getting the dates out soon. And the other way um, is to go to at your journey fuel on Facebook. And that's where there's always um, programs that I'm announcing. I'm going to have some new uh, things that I'm doing very soon, a, a building right now that um, are take less than two and a half days that are, you know, that you don't have to wait uh, for that date. So there's lots of different ways, but those two things, walkthetalkweekend.com, you'll definitely be able to make sure uh, that the trick is um, to make sure that you check your spam whenever you sign up and connect at journeyfuel.com. Connect at journeyfuel.com is the email that you want to look for in your in your mailbox, put in your address book. So then you can make sure I can share anything else that comes up. So. All right, awesome. And I'll put those links in the show notes. Make Great. it easier for people to uh, come by and get it afterwards as well. So, yeah. Stacey, you were an amazing person. Boy, I'm glad that uh, we met. I'm glad that you uh, met up. Well, we met up on that pod match. Yeah, and, uh, me too. And then you and you you got my attention quick when you talk about we're going to do the white man overbite. And uh, yes, and you got my right? attention quick. There you go. That's right. <laughs> That's all I could do. Yeah, I love it. That's so, so great. Uh, from there. Yeah. All right. And so just, yeah. I just want to leave one last thing for yeah, go people who are all yes. overwhelmed. Yep, is, go ahead. You know, anytime you're, you know, a tip would be to leave you with so you don't feel overwhelmed. Because sometimes when we hear a lot of things and we write things down, we might feel like, oh gosh, I can't do it. Any of it is just pick one thing, you know, and try it. And, um, you know, use your feelings to guide you of, well, how do I want to feel? And what's one thing I can do today? feel that way. And it might just be signing up for walk to talk weekend because that'll help you feel like you're taking action. Um, I just want to make sure people don't feel overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 It goes to the, uh, how do you, how do you eat an elephant? Right. You know, one bite at a time. So pick one thing and then get to master that one and then, then jump to the next one. So, yep. And you don't have to know where to go. You just know what thing will get you closer to knowing what to do next and just take it baby steps one at a time. There we go. Awesome. So, uh, yep, you've been a joy here. I've been a, uh, what we would call, cause I'm in Tennessee, but we'll say you've been a Georgia peach. And oh, so, I love uh, it. <laughs> uh, you there. have some good barbecue sauce out in Tennessee. Tennessee has, they do pretty good, especially in the Memphis area. I'm in right outside of Nashville, but, uh, yep, they do pretty good. So from there. So, yeah. all right, Stacey, hey, we know there's people hurting and struggling today. If you can leave us with uh, one piece of positive information uh, that, to help them get through today, that would yeah. be a blessing. Yeah, it would be um, let the snow settle, whether it's, you know, going to the bathroom, <laughs> think about the snow and just breathe for a second and think, you know, there's a thing called stop, breathe and ask, you know, stop breathe and ask yourself, what's one thing, you know, what, what, how do I want to feel instead? And what's one thing I can do now to um, take action on that? Because then you're building that trust, that muscle of trust in yourself and, and the success, you know, building your success. So what's one thing you can do to get the feeling you want and it will absolutely bring you 
to a life you love waking up to. It's just uh, the experience of life will be unfolding the way you want it. Amen, sister. We'll get into the next time when we get uh, together. And I want to talk some about the take take action plan. Because I find that that, uh, that is the hardest one to do of Mm -hmm. all your strategies you put out there. Because how many people start a book, but they don't finish it? How many start a program, don't finish it? How many do whatever, don't finish it? And so the taking action and completing it through, that's the hardest thing. Yeah, and that's part of a lot of people. That's where I got with the name of Walk the Talk Weekend is because it's walking the talk and having the support and the tools to get there is so important. So give yourself some grace that you're not already there, knowing that you haven't learned everything there is to learn about how to do that in a fun way. And then do that one reflection. How do I want to feel? And what's one thing I can do to get there? Amen, sister. All right. Appreciate you being here. First of here. And we're going to uh, we're going to hit you up again uh, later on and uh, we'll get some, get, get some more uh, valuable in, uh, information and education and inspiration and motivation. Hey, everybody right. else, be sure to share us out to some of you know, you know, there's someone that could use some help out here. So share us out with them. And uh, again, thank you, Stace, for being here. Everybody else, hey, thank you for being here. Uh, I'm uh, who am I? I'm the professor of perseverance, Dr. James Purdue. The Professor of Perseverance podcast. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. I love that. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.